Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love Crimepedia and want to help support the show? You can do so by buying us a coffee through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Crimepedia. I am your host. My name is Morgan. I hope you are having a wonderful day. And with me, as always, is my true crime BFF. It is the lovely Cherry. Hello, Cherry. <laughs> Hello. How are you? <laughs> I've got the giggles now and I can't get rid of them. <laughs> ah, no, I'm good. I'm serious. Serious. I'm good. Thank serious you very face. much. Serious. serious. Face. Professional face. <laughs> giggles are only allowed during Crime Pretty Extra. <laughs> yeah. I haven't got over the extra yet. Uh, yeah. So hello and welcome to our little podcast. Thank you very much for joining us. If you're not normally listening, welcome. If you're a seasoned listener, then welcome to you too. Yeah, so we're coming up on what two two years now? I think two years next, this month. Next few weeks, yeah, yeah. Where have and two years gone? I think it's gonna be two years, and I think it might correspond with episode one hundred. Oh wow, that's exciting! We should do something special for that. I think so because we I think this is special. this is episode ninety eight. Yeah, so yeah, so it will do. Yeah, it will coincide with our episode. Was, episode. Wasn't our first episode like August, like around August? August 20th, yeah, like it was. Yeah, I think it's like eighteenth. Yeah. Something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's really nice. Any suggestions of what you want us to do for a special episode for our birthday? Let us know. I'm sure we'll accommodate your your um, suggestions. There should be some. Yeah, we should. Oh, we should get some people to pop in and say happy birthday. That's. Fun. Oh, yeah, that will be fun. Happy 100th episode, and we'll get all of our favorites to say hi. Yes, not the captain. Oh God, no. What a loser. <laughs> oh, bless him. No, we love him. <laughs> He's one of our favorites, even though we do plagiarize his voice in our podcast. Every week. We Every steal week. Steal his voice. Steal his voice. And some people think he doesn't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, honestly, he might have forgotten about it by the, now. Who knows? Oh, he always sends me messages. What did I say about this? And I say, oh, no, that's when you did this. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> Someone mentioned to him that you said something on our show. And he's like, what was that? And I'm like, oh, don't worry about it. It's fine. That was like two years ago. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You're, good. <laughs> you're all right. It's all good. But yeah, God, wow. Two years. Two years and 100 episodes. Whoever yeah. thought when we very first started would be like this i know well here's to another two years and another hundred more yeah let's do it it's fun let's do it gotta do so it. there's is there any news this week that i needed to tell you i don't think there is anything i'm sure there was something and i didn't oh, oh. yes no there is we've been talking there's about big, it yeah, yeah big yeah. news you go um okay so a while back you might remember a little episode that we did on the Breckenridge murders. That was the murders of Annette Schnee and Bobby Joe Oberholzer. Yeah. Um, and we've also mentioned previously that a uh, man was arrested in connection to the murders. His name was Alan Lee Phillips. 
Well, there is, it's, we know they was going to court. It was going to go to trial and there's a, a trial date set, which I don't have in front of me. No. But yeah, so it is going to trial and it's, it's going to be starting here soon. I really hope that they televise that so that I can actually watch it um, because that's a case that we spent a lot of time on and a lot of research mm-hmm. on and one that we still check back on like quite regularly. So it'll be really interesting to actually watch the court proceedings. I'd like yeah. to know what, how, you know, I know, I know how they, you know, how they arrested him. I know how, what, what info they had, but yeah. it'd be interesting to actually hear it, how it pans mm-hmm. out and actually hear the evidence in court. Oh yeah. Cause there definitely has to be like a lot more evidence yeah, have, what we knew. That have, yeah, that we knew and they've That's never right. talked about. That's right. Yeah. So and this is another this is another genealogy one, wasn't it? Um yeah, it yeah. was. And it was genealogy and then it was confirmed by by DNA. That's they, right. It was he rubbish, he threw away something and they yeah. were able to to get it and test yeah. it and it came back as as a match. Oh, I, I, I'd love to see this for her, their families. I would love to see this case solved. It's over 40 mm-hmm. years old, this case. Yeah. It would be really good to get it solved. Oh, and you know, especially for someone like Jeff, Jeff Oberholzer, who has been under the spotlight yeah. since night, you know, since it happened that, yeah. you know, he was being a suspect and, yeah. and him possibly may be involved. So it's going to be good for him to, and out. for Charlie as well, for Charlie McCormick, oh, yeah. who was the investigator on the case, it would be really good because I mean, he's approaching his what eighties now. See, somewhere uh, like that kind yeah, of yeah. age. Yep. And it would be really nice for him to see out this because he's been a retired detective for such a long time now. And this is one of the biggest cases that he worked on. So I would love yeah. for him to know now that this is all, it's all done and they got him. Mm-hmm. It would be so, so good. Yeah, so we will keep you up to date on that as as a trial yeah. begins, and and we'll see how long it goes, and we'll definitely talk about it. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, so this week's case is your case. If you don't usually listen, for all you new listeners, we alternate weeks. So one week will be Morgan's case, the next week will be my case. So last week was my case. Um, we got some updates on that one. We're still looking into it. Thank you for everybody that messaged and um, sent us messages about last week's case. There's a lot of stuff that came up that I didn't talk about in the episode because I couldn't verify it as as true. And so I don't want to report on stuff that's hearsay because it would be better that it's a true, you know, a true representation. And it's very difficult to get all the information into an hour of of a podcast. It's really, really difficult. So we have taken a lot of the messages that you've sent and we've been looking through them um, and we have arranged to have a chat with a couple of people. I understand that the case is being reopened and reinvestigated with a new investigation team. So I'll keep you up to date on that one as well because I did get a lot of messages about that um, and I'll keep you up to date on that and what's happening. So thank you for that and thank you for your case suggestions for future cases. If you want to send us a case suggestion, you can either email it to cherry at crimepediapodcast.com or morgan at crimepediapodcast.com or catch us on our Instagram or our socials um, and we'll definitely look into some cases if we think we might be able to do something for you. Yep. All right. So with that, how about we jump into this week's episode? Okay. In the early morning hours of July 23rd, 2019, a 50-year-old woman would seemingly pull out of the driveway of her Wilmington, Delaware home for unknown reasons. Hours later, her husband would be notified that the body of his wife had been found floating in the nearby Brandywine Creek. While at first most people assumed her death was simply accidental, it would later be ruled a homicide. This is Crimepedia, And this is the murder of Susan Morrissey Ledyard. All right, Cherry. Susan Morrissey Ledyard was a 50-year-old woman from Wilmington, Delaware. She was a gifted English teacher at Academy Park High School in Sharon Hill, Pennsylvania, where she was respected by her peers and loved by her students. Susan did not have children of her own, but she would become a stepmother of two girls when she married Ben Lanyard in 2016. Now, Ben had been a longtime family friend and had gone to primary school with Susan's older sister. Susan and Ben would meet at a memorial for a mutual friend just a few years prior. And after they got reacquainted with each other, they became inseparable. Oh, that's nice. 
Now, Susan was very close to her family and had just returned home from a two and a half week family vacation at a beach house in Stone Harbor, New Jersey on July 20th, 2019. Now, just after 9 a.m. on Tuesday, July 23rd, 2019, Ben was woken up by officers from the Wilmington Police Department knocking on the front door. They told Ben that they had just found Susan's body in the Brandy, uh, Brandywine Creek, as well as her abandoned car. Oh, no. Her body was discovered by a construction worker in the river, caught up in tree branches near the Northeast Boulevard Bridge. Approximately 90 minutes later, her car would be found parked on Walker's Mill Road, about three miles upstream from where her body was found. Susan's purse and phone were found inside the car. A lanyard with her school ID was hanging over the passenger seat. Now, officers did not release information to the media or public if anything else was discovered in the car. But they did state that the car, when the car was turned on, the windshield wipers turned on, leading them to believe that at the time someone was last in the car, it was raining. At that time, Ben would tell police officers that he was not aware that Susan never made it to bed and was actually missing. So he didn't realize now, it, that she didn't come to bed? No, that, yeah, that's what he told him, told him. He said that he had no idea that she was even gone. That's so weird. Yeah, no, very weird. It's, there's a lot you, of weird things with this one. But then, like, surely you'd know if your other half came to bed or not, if they didn't turn up at all. Mm. Or wouldn't you? You'd know if someone wasn't in bed with you, surely? Although I'm saying that, I don't know. I don't know if my husband would actually notice if I came to bed after him. I don't know if he would notice that I didn't actually come to bed. I don't think he. I would notice, on, but I don't think he would. Saying that, yeah, I, th- I think it depends on like if you're a deep sleeper or not, right? If you're a light sleeper, I think I think it'd be more difficult to believe that you yeah. didn't know that someone had gone in bed. When you wake up in the morning, surely you'd know their side of the bed hadn't been slept in. That you that, well, surely that would give you a an indication. Well, I don't think he had time to even. According to his statement, he didn't have time to even like, you know, contemplate it because oh, he was see. woken up by the by police the officer. Police. He was oh, still asleep. Okay. Wow. So yeah. So which is weird too because it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday morning, nine a.m. Oh, he's not. Working. He's still in bed. Right. I guess not. Yeah. Must have been, yeah. Oh, okay. Weird. Initially, it was believed that her death was e- either a tragic accident or possibly even suicide. Yeah, I was thinking suicide straight away because it sounds mm-hmm. like obviously. Her body's oh, down no, I, river yeah. and her car's just left there and everything's in the car. So straight away it kind of makes you think, oh, okay, is she I was gonna ask if she have any signs of depression or anything like that. No. No. Oh, okay. So the investigation did not there was nothing that would indicate that she was suicidal or was contemplating suicide. But then that doesn't always mean that they didn't. Obviously. That is correct. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. That is correct. Now, after a four month investigation, police would officially rule her death a homicide. Oh, okay. Now, officials would state that Susan had died uh, as a result of blunt force trauma oh. and drowning. Oh, dear. Okay. Do we know if the blunt now, force trauma occurred before or was that was pre-mortem, not post-mortem? It's believed it was pre-mortem. Before. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, I, I should say that the full autopsy has never been released and police have never really gone into full detail about her injuries. Okay, that's interesting. Only th- only that they were not consistent with an accident. Yeah, I, I can understand why they would do that then, if that's the case. I get it. Yes. There's obviously there's obviously something that's happened to her that mm-hmm. would ruin investigative stuff if it was released to the public. So, okay, I see. Right, okay. Yeah. Now, there's some other things that we're going to talk about, which definitely kind of point it not away from suicide. Right, okay. But we'll get to that here in a little bit, okay? Yeah, no problem. Now, Ben would tell officers that that the night that, um, no, the previous night to when she went missing or was found dead, uh-huh. he had spent the evening attending a special showing of Between Me and My Mind at the Queen with his friend Henri Dupont. Um, this movie apparently is a was a movie about Trey Anastasio uh, from the band Fish. Okay. okay. He said that he arrived home at around 11 p.m., and at that time, Susan was sitting on the back porch, drinking wine and texting on her phone. Ben would head to bed, telling Susan that he didn't want to stay up late since they were going to a Rolling Stones concert the following night. Susan would continue texting her sister, Missy, until 1229 a.m. The two chatted about a 
Facebook friend and a former roommate of Susan's. Now, at this time, there was a news story going around that, that Susan thought was about this roommate. And Susan had sent Missy several messages about it and asking her sister if it, had, if it actually looked like her roommate. Susan would also call and text friends until about 2.47 a.m. Now, it should be noted that police found nothing suspicious in the text messages, and there was nothing that helped them determine what could have happened to Susan in those messages. And this is like Monday evening. It's a Monday Monday evening. Monday evening, she's messaging people until 2.40-something in the morning. That's correct. That's quite interesting. A lot of my friends, if you've got work, you're not up at 2.40. I can get Friday and Saturday nights, yeah, but Mm -hmm. that's quite late for just general chit-chat. Well, seeing that she was a teacher, she was actually on uh, on summer break during this time. Yeah, yeah. And she would not have had to get up early the next day for work. Now... Family members also have stated that it would not have been unusual for Susan to be up this late. Okay. And actually in texting friends because she actually did have a lot of friends that lived on the West Coast. Oh, okay. She had previously. Yeah. So she had previously lived out in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah. So she still had a lot of friends that were were out there. So, you know, if it's 247 in Delaware, um, you still you're talking it's 1147 out in California. Which is not so bad. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now at 3.02 a.m., this is just 15 minutes after her last phone activity, a neighbor's security camera would capture Susan's black 2016 Honda Civic backing out of her driveway on Riverview Avenue. Because of the darkness, it was, it was not possible to see who was driving the car or if there were any passengers. Okay. Additional camera footage would show the car turning north onto Pennsylvania Avenue, and two minutes later, driving across the Rising Sun Road Bridge. Then at 3.04 a.m., the car parked on Walker's Mill Road, partially blocking the road and the gate to a renovated historic mill mill building. Now, based on the time that it took the car to get to this location, it's highly unlikely that any stops were made on the way. Now, CCTV at this location captured the car parking and its headlights being turned off. But once again, because of the darkness, it was not possible to see who exited the car. Yeah. Now, after this time, the presumed whereabouts of Susan Ledyard are a complete mystery. So okay. let's just let's just talk about her house for a minute. So how close are the neighbors? Like how close in there? Do we know how close their houses are? Um, the house house. This is an urban area. Yeah. So the houses are right next to each other. So, okay, I mean, so if, if there was any like screaming, then the neighbors would have heard it. Oh, yeah, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. I mean, so, you're probably talking maybe no more than 20 feet between the houses. Okay. So, yeah, definitely. So, if somebody is like arguing, if they were having an argument and they were, and there was some sort of, you know, scuffle going on or something, the chances are someone there would have heard. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So okay. I, I don't think because no one has reported any sort of arguments yeah. or fighting. At looking, yeah. I don't think I don't think there was. Uh, someone would have easily been able to, to hear them. if. And if also, if, she, if she's chatting to her friends, I would imagine she would have mentioned the fact that she'd fallen out with her partner or, you know, whatever. So exactly. And there was nothing. She There was no messages, no conversations with anyone no. that would indicate that there was a, that any problems between her and Ben. The only thing, the only, just the first reason I was thinking is obviously because you can't see who's in the car. So you can't see, I, mean, it's, I don't know how, how normal it is for her to get in her car at like 2am and just go off driving, especially after she was drinking mm. wine on the porch. I don't think it's normal for, for anyone. I mean. No, it's quite, it's, it, late, it's late, isn't it? Especially if she's been drinking. It's quite late. It's a strange thing mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. But, and it's, you know, people do. Yeah, 3am, like what, I mean. Where What's are you open gonna... in Delaware? That kind of you, is it like a twenty-four hour kind of place? Like London, no, obviously you can get anything no, no, at two a.m. No, it's not. So Delaware, okay. Is not, no. Now the other thing I want to mention is this location that she went to, this Walker Mill Road. Yeah. Uh, this is not a place that you that I think anyone would would normally go to. It's very secluded. It's a very very secluded area. Okay. Um, now I'm going to try my best to kind of describe it. Yeah, it is. So the area around it is there's a lot of I believe it's um, DuPont Chemical Company. Like they have a bunch of buildings around there. So it's yeah. very 
it's this side of the river is very industrial. Yeah. And where she actually parked is not a place that anyone uh. would normally park. There's it's not like she's just parking on the side of the street. You know, like there's parking spots. There's no parking spots where she parked. No. So this is not a place that you would you would be parking if you were planning on being there for a long period of time. For a long time. What's that what's that to the left? Is that a cemetery? Is that a We're, huge okay. cemetery? No, that is an old um that is an old mill site. So it's a historic mill. Oh. And you see, okay, so you see Okay, so if you're at home and you're able to kind of Google this, you what you want to Google is you want to Google Google Walker Mills um, Road. So it's not even really a road. It's almost like a driveway. Yeah. So it's on the corner of this uh, Walker's Mill Road and Newbridge Road. Where she parked was this entryway that goes into this old historic mill. Now you'll see like on the Google street view, you can't tell, yeah. but there's actually a gate. The gate's currently open at the time. The yeah. gate was closed and her car was parked, blocking this entryway and blocking the gate. It's a really strange place to just drive to, isn't it? When you look at it, it's a really strange. I it wonder, is like, there's nothing strange. really around there for her to no to, I, to go there for. Now, if you go and you like go back towards the bridge. Oh, I was looking at a cemetery. That's why I'm looking. I was looking in the wrong place. Now oh, I found okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just looking at it. It says there's Not a grave it. of a senator or something. I was like, what? Oh. Uh, oh, now I found Okay. So now I'm back I'm back near the experimental station. So, okay. okay. Exper- yeah. Yeah. I can now, see. Yeah. So if you go back to the, to like where new, where the new bridge road kind yeah. of turns into the bridge. Yeah. Now there's like, you'll see a road that kind of goes off to the left. Yeah. The problem with this is, once again, that road is gated. So she would not have been able to walk down that road because that whole area that goes in, down that road and like kind of up on this hill is all that experimental, oh, I that see. experimental yeah. buildings, the DuPont experimental stuff. Yeah. So she could not go over there. The only no. way she could have either walked up Newbridge Road, which leads really to nowhere, or she could have, hypothetically, walked back towards the bridge now i'm thinking that they park there with the assumption that that they're gonna think oh she killed herself and said she jumped into off the bridge at this location i I was gonna say that to you is it that that makes it look like a suicide because it's right Mm -hmm. by the bridge she's gone to somewhere where no one's gonna see her car and then she's walked down the road along that rising sun lane and onto the bridge and then it makes it look like she's jumped from the bridge it exactly. However, police have stated that they do not believe that Susan went into the waters anywhere near where her car was abandoned due to m- multiple factors. A, There's a creek there, and I would the imagine creek, the body would get because looking at the way that that creek set out, I would imagine the body would have trouble just floating down there. There's a lot of like would. rocks and stuff there. You are absolutely right. So, in addition to some shallow water down this creek. Yeah. There are numerous um Oh, there are those loads. Yeah, loads of there yeah. between where she where this bridge is and where she was found, there are three dams. I can just see them, yeah. I see what And there mean. are numerous like rocks, rocks that, like protrude rocks. out out yeah. of the water. It would be very, very I mean, I'd like to see how fast flowing this water is, but looking at that rocky area, as you come down the creek, you have the first little like dam that I just said to you about. Then you go around a bend and you've got another dam, and then you get mm-hmm. to like a whole heap of rocks and that I mean there's a lot there. That's that's got to be maybe well, it's got to be like four or five hundred feet worth of rocks. Easy. Yes. Yeah. So that's and it's that's got houses looking out onto that as well. If you look there, there's a big row of houses there from Brandywine Falls Road. Yes, those there's all houses there that look out onto that. I know it was early hours of the morning, but how long did it take for her body to get all the way down to where it was found? Well, okay, so the body was actually found at approximately seven thirty four a.m. So we're talking four about hours. Four, Three four and a half, half hours. hours. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. Now you would think, okay, yeah, you have four hours, four and a half hours for it to float down the river. 
there's a problem with this. Okay? Yeah. Police were able to determine that Susan Ledyard was alive until 7 a.m. Oh, man. Okay. Now, this is because Susan at the time was wearing a Fitbit watch. <gasps> oh, so it could track her heartbeat and heart rate yes. and stuff. Data from the watch recorded a pulse up until 7 a.m., at which time there was no additional data recorded. Now, unfortunately, her Fitbit was not equipped with GPS, so police were unable to determine where Susan may have been before 7 a.m. 7 a.m., okay. Now, in addition to this, they were able to determine that between 3 or 4 a.m. and 7 a.m., Susan had walked just under one mile in this four-hour period of time. Did she... There was nothing wrong with the car then, so the car didn't run out of gas or anything the like that. The car was fine. Oh, wow. That's so strange. Yeah. That's Very really strange. weird. Yeah, really weird. And so, what about her mobile phone? Was there anything, was there any activity on it at all? Not after the last text. So her phone was left in the car. Yeah. Phone See, was how, left in the how car. How weird is that? Why would you go and park your car up, get out, not use, not take your phone, and then just walk around? Here's the other thing, too. This, the where her car was, was was less than a mile from her home. That's there was so no reason. strange. No. So if she was like, I want to go out for a walk. There's no reason for her to, to drive Take to this car. location yeah. for a walk. So weird, isn't it? That's what a strange thing. So we're Extremely. thinking then that she didn't enter the water where her car was and float down the river after being, being no. killed. No. No. Okay. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. okay. So maybe she met someone. Maybe she met up with someone, but then I don't see how she would if she's not used her phone to arrange a meeting with somebody. Exactly. So I, I find that strange that she would meet and somebody. Could she have pulled over to help somebody? Could she have given someone a ride? It's possible, but here's the thing. CCTV caught her car at that location. Yeah. And, but there no was no other vehicles. The, no, it was not noted that any other vehicles were in the area. So that, that, then that then rules out the fact that she's followed someone in a car or helped someone in another car. What if she's picked someone up? Because That's they can't see they can't see any passengers in the car or the driver of the car. So what That's if she's picked somebody up and is going to drop someone off there? The CCTV doesn't catch anyone getting out or in the car. But that doesn't yeah. mean to say nobody gets out the car. Well, obviously That's they do correct. because she's not in the car anymore. That's correct. So could it be that she picks up somebody she knows? It's very possible, yeah. Because, I mean, the likelihood of someone... I mean, what's it like there for, like, picking up hitchhikers? Is that somewhere... Mm. Is is that town somewhere you'd pick up a hitchhiker because everyone knows everyone, or...? Oh, I, I don't think she... I don't think she would have picked up a hitch hitchhiker. So, so the chances are, then, looking at this, it could be somebody she knew she picked up and gave someone Possibly. a ride. Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't hesitate. Possibly. If you saw someone you knew at the side of the road at 3 a.m. walk in, mm -hmm. you would... Oh, hey, what's wrong? Do you want me to give you a lift? That works, but that's why I was wondering about the whole hitchhiker thing. Could it be that she'd pick up somebody she didn't know? Chances are, you know, like here, a lot of people do pick up hitchhikers where I live, but maybe yeah. not more nowadays, not so much. But when I first moved here, they would. They, people wouldn't hesitate picking up a hitchhiker, whereas now it's a bit different. But um, I wasn't sure I mean, if it was one of those towns. I can't, you know, of course I can't speak for her, but I don't no, of think. Course. I don't think, I don't think. The chances of her picking up someone at that time and that and where she was, I, I don't. And in the amount of time that it took for her yeah. to get from her house to to the location that her car was abandoned, I don't think I don't think she picked anyone up. Anyone at all? I don't think she did. Oh, okay. I'm just thinking, why would she drive there? There's got to be a reason. She's not arranged to meet anybody, so why yeah. would she go and drive and stop there? Exactly. Now, here's the other thing we, we got to consider, too. So you remember I mentioned that when police turned on the car, yeah, they found the that the yeah. windshield wipers were on. Uh -huh. Well, that night it did rain, but it rained. The rain didn't start until approximately 3.51 a.m. Okay. So, and it rained for roughly about an hour before it started tap tapering off. Okay. So someone was in that car at, you know, almost an hour after that car had parked and turned off his light. Someone was still in that car. Maybe. So, okay. so does she drive? Why would she just drive there and just sit in the car? 
Yeah, it's strange, isn't it? It's a strange, it's a strange thing to do. It's a strange area. When you look at the area, there's nothing really much there. There's not like there's not really much there to. It is to, for a reason secluded. for her to be there. Yeah, it's really secluded. It is very it's also secluded. Yeah. Is it possible that she had made plans with someone, like, prior? Is it possible that yeah, maybe she wasn't texting someone back, you know, at two a.m. saying, "Hey, meet me, you know, by this bridge at three a.m." Oh, what yeah, if she? Maybe. What if she had made plans in advance? Maybe I don't know. I, I mean, I'm just suggesting because I don't know why else you would you would go to this this locate this particular location at this particular time. No, I mean, I'm just looking around there and there's nothing. It's not like there's like a shop or something close. I mean, there's a mill, there's a, a you know, a biofuel station. There's, mm-hmm. it's a sort of industrial where she is. What is. if, what if that's what she went there for? I mean, this is a, this is a advanced biofuels place. And this is a huge like factory kind of outlet kind of thing wonder if she went to work meet somebody who was working there because i bet they work in the nighttime there i bet it doesn't shut down because mm-hmm. i mean there's loads of different stations around there yeah and it looks like industrial so i'm wondering if she went to meet somebody who worked nights and that the person was on the break i'd be interested to see what the shift pattern is for those areas around where she's parked yeah are there are there night shift workers there and if so when do they take their breaks because here's the thing, if if it's so dark that you can't tell someone gets in or out of the car. You yeah, you wouldn't see somebody. You wouldn't approaching be able to tell car. someone approaching it. Yeah. So that's that's very interesting. I wonder if there's it because there's a mill there, there's all sorts of stuff there. So I wonder if anybody was on a night shift and she's a, you know, she said that she'll meet somebody on their break there. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. No, it's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting thought. Now, I mentioned earlier that Ben initially told police that he was unaware that Susan never made it to bed that night. Yeah. Now, like a lot of these cases, the story would later change. Okay. (laughs) Okay. And it changed when he actually spoke with Susan's family. He actually told them that when he arrived home, he hung out with his friend for about 20 minutes at the house. Uh And then he shared a half a bottle of wine with Susan. He would also add that they both took sleeping aids. He took Lunesta and Susan had taken Ambien. Interesting that they take sleeping aids that night that she was missing. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh. He would later tell Dateline that he was hoping that she had that she had took Ambien and was just sleepwalking, or maybe she decided to get cigarettes. But then he was afraid that she was going to meet someone and uh, uh. someone that she had been seeing, and that breaks his heart. Okay. Now, the problem with this is that when Susan's to- uh, to- toxicology reports came back, yeah. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ambien was not detected in her system. Okay. What about alcohol? Well, yes. Alcohol. So, yeah. So, what, so she did have alcohol in her system. So, she that's not a lie. She was drinking. Yes. Okay. But no Ambien. But no Ambien. Okay. So, I don't know why he would... I don't... See, this is his thing, because he's he's saying two things. He's telling the family, yeah, she, she took Ambien, but then he's telling Dayline he he's hoping that she had taken Ambien. So it's like, yeah. which one is it? Yeah. Yeah, because those are two completely different things. Like, yeah, we both took sleeping aids, too. I hope she had taken a sleeping aid. I hope she took it. Mm-hmm. It's also yeah, weird, weird that, like, to say that he's hoping that she 
was just going to meet someone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That is weird. Why would you say that? I don't know. I don't know. That is that is really strange. Yeah, this uh this case is this case is is quite quite strange to say the least. Yeah, it is. I straight off the bat though, I don't believe what you're saying. No. No, it just I don't know, there's just something about it that just doesn't it doesn't make sense. It doesn't line up enough for me. The fact that, you know, he went to bed and left her on the porch and then now all of a sudden he shared wine with her and then took sleeping aids. It seems strange that, you know, when you're drinking wine, do you want to go and drink, have sleeping aids as well usually? No. Do people Exactly. Because usually wine will relax you. So I find, I just mm-hmm. find it a bit convenient that his story has changed a little bit. You know, I find that a bit, a bit convenient. Well, do you want to hear some rumors that <laughs> that might yes, make your ears I perk up? Definitely do. Okay. Now, there are rumors that that could be de- deemed suspicious about Ben. Okay. Of course. Now, first, after the murder, Ben left the area and is no longer in contact with Susan's family. Okay. Weird. Yeah. Which is very weird, seeing that they they've been. He's been friends with the family for since he was a yeah. child. So and they've lost a loved friends. one together. Exactly. Okay. So that's always weird. And but yeah. People grieve differently. Okay. Gotta give it to him. Maybe he just can't handle it and he just needs to get out of the area and talking to the family just brings back terrible memories or, you know, memories that hurt. So he just avoids it. Maybe that's it. Okay. But he also started dating a woman named Stephanie. Shortly after the death of Susan. Okay. Shortly? What, what kind of time frame are we talking? Within months. Months? Months. That was a bit quick. Okay. Very quick. Okay. Now, Ben and Stephanie would actually get married um, last September, so te- September 2021. Now, it is believed that Stephanie was, at the, was in attendance for the movie at the Queen that Ben attended on July 22nd. Okay. So she was there as well? She was there as well. Okay. Now, the 23rd, you remember they were going to go... Yeah, Ben and Susan were going to go to Rolling Stones. Well, guess who went to Rolling Stones that night? With him. We don't know if he went... If she went... She went to Rolling Stones that night. Ben went to Rolling Stones that night. The night that... The same day that his wife was found dead. she disappeared? Well, was found dead. He went to the Rolling Stones concert in Philadelphia. Stephanie was there as well. No. So his wife's found dead that day. Mm-hmm. So that evening, he decides to go off to a Rolling Stones concert. Yes. Okay, this is just giving me all the husband did it vibes. Yeah. Why would you do that? Because it's a shock. Well, it should be a shock that your wife's been found dead. So why would you then think, oh, yeah, I'll just go to the concert because I don't want to miss it. She's dead. There's nothing I can do. That's crazy. Even if it was like, oh, it was an accident or, oh, my wife committed suicide. You still don't go. You still wouldn't go to a concert and enjoy yourself and sing. Exactly. I'd be hauling that guy's ass back into into jail to talk to him about this, I think. Yeah. You talk about something. And so yeah. who did Stephanie go with? Do we know who she, who accompanied her to that Rolling Stones concert? We don't. We do not. <laughs> okay. We do not. That's it should also be suspicious. mentioned at this time, Stephanie did have a condo, which which was right along the Brandy Wine Creek, just upriver from the northeast northeast You're Boulevard joking. Bridge. No, so would could it have been that she went to confront Stephanie? I don't. Is it? Is, I mean, yeah, it's pos- definitely possible. And then Anything somebody else and somebody else drove her then somebody else drove her vehicle up and parked it up the top to make it look like she jumped in the water. I there's still a lot of things that are strange about this case. Yeah, it's very like, even if it was, right? Yeah. Because there's still this four hours period of time. Yeah. Like what's happening for four hours? Now, we talked about the Fitbit. We talked about the it was it was 
registering a heartbeat of Paul. So yeah. Until like the seven only thing something. Of, yeah. The only thing of note was about 45 minutes before the, you know, seven o'clock when it stopped, there was it, there was an elevation in her heart rate. We, it, but besides that, there was nothing else. There was nothing like well, that was, she could have been at, arguing then. She could have been. So I think there's a few different questions that, that need to be answered. It's like, Okay, first off, A, why did she go to this location that she went to? Why did she go to this Walker Mills Road and park there? That's one. Two, how did she end up in Brandy Brandywine Creek and down by the Northeast Boulevard Bridge, three miles downstream? What happened, you know, what was going on in that four-hour time frame that's really un- unaccounted for? But the the time frame of her last... The time frame of her last reported activity on the Fitbit and the time of finding her in the creek, how long was that? 34 minutes. Uh Okay. So do we have anybody that can verify the fact that Ben came home when he said he did? No. It depends on if his, if, well, the only person that could verify it would be his friend that he went to the show with, that movie with, right? Well, so he knows for definite he went home at that time and got into bed. He doesn't. He knows that he went home, but he doesn't yeah, he know that he got into bed, well, obviously. This, but here's the thing. Ben's story changed because at first yeah. Ben went home and, and he just went, went straight to bed. bed. Yeah. Then the second story was I got home and me and my friend, Henry, Henri, we hung out for 20 minutes. So it depends so on which what story. Is yeah, which, is, which it? is it? What did Henry say or Henri? What did he say? We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. Okay. We don't know. Henri. Okay. But here it is. I mean, he's probably a good buddy. He probably can, you know, back him up on it, I'm guessing. I mean, if you're listening to this and you are Ben's family, obviously you've got to understand that this doesn't make sense. So this is not like no. bashing him, but, but it's just you've got to get the answers to it to try and work out. I mean, I'm not saying that Ben did it. What I'm trying to say is what he's saying doesn't add up. Because he's saying that he went home, one one thing, he just went straight to bed. The second time he said he hung out for a bit, drank half a bottle of wine with his wife, and then went to bed, and she's gone off to get cigarettes. I mean, okay, that sounds strange. And then the yeah. fact that he's got this woman that he's allegedly seeing, rumor mill is saying that he's allegedly seeing, who happens to have a condo on the river where his wife is found. Mm-hmm. His wife is, you know, there's a missing sort of timeline for four hours, but then she's found, you know, not very far from where his his alleged girlfriend's condo is. Yeah, It seems strange to me that she would park her car where she did. Even if she was confronting the girlfriend, she wouldn't park the car all the way up there and walk all the way down. That's just not going to happen. It's too no. far. So would she have gone straight to, the, has, has he got a car as well? Does he, yeah. do they have, they yeah. both have cars. Yeah. Okay. So is there anything, I don't, I, I would imagine the police have checked to see whether he then left. So could they there have left no... together in the car? That's, that's another. It would have to be. Here's but the then thing. how There's... would he get back home? Because the police woke him up at like he, seven, it's, whatever. It's only a mile away. He can walk home. Oh, he could walk it back. Of course you did say it was only a mile. So now he, he would have to back. avoid security cameras, right? So yeah. none, the, the neighbor's security camera, which caught her car leaving the driveway. Yeah. Didn't yeah. catch anyone walking back to the house or entering the home. From that direction. From that direction. Yes. Uh, okay. So is it possible that there were two people in the car and that he dropped off and, and he could walk home? Yeah, absolutely. But also, but, is it possible he got a lift home, but like slightly up the road and walked back? That's also possible. Yeah. That somebody but we, had given him a lift. Because you mm-hmm. wouldn't be looking for every single car that passes the house. Yeah. You know? But then we have to ask, how did her body get to where it was found? Is there is the is the girlfriend's condo in between where her car was found and where her body was yes. found, or is yes. it is? Okay, so it just gets it starts pointing more and more and more towards that kind of that kind of thing, doesn't it? That the girlfriend is involved somehow. Yeah. Okay. I so I really think that that there's three three theories of thought that in okay. this case okay that could have happened. yeah first was is death by misadventure which i think we, we can eliminate 
But there's still this theory, popular theory, that Susan left the house for whatever reason, pulled over, potentially on Ambien, and in experiencing some side effects or even sleepwalking, fell into but the it wasn't in a, But it wasn't in her system. Exactly. So that we can rule that one out. We can rule that one out. I mean, yeah, so I don't think death by misadventure. And then we have the police who are saying, no, it's a homicide, okay? Yeah, well, she's got blunt force trauma and whatever else that's in that autopsy that they haven't revealed. So they've mm-hmm. obviously got pretty good evidence to suggest that this is a homicide because otherwise they wouldn't. They wouldn't yeah. chase it up as a homicide. It's more work for them. So mm-hmm. there, there's obviously pretty good evidence in that, in that autopsy that yeah. she has been a victim of a homicide. So, so it's not a situation where they looked at it and it, and they said, oh, well, she fell into the river and hit her head on a rock. And exactly. Yeah, exactly. This has to be something like, oh, this is this wound is caused by a hammer. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, of course. Right. Consistent with a whatever. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Second thought is Susan was killed by a stranger. I think. OK. You, you have to consider this, right? You do. Yeah, definitely. Um, because the way first off, the way that Susan's vehicle was parked is not somewhere that you would pull over for a long period of time, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, it's like middle of nowhere, isn't it, really? It's just industrial yeah. around there. Y- you think is, if you're parking there, it's you're, you would think that it's going to be for short a short time yeah. frame, right? Yeah. Maybe no more than a few minutes. Now, it there are theories that Susan was somehow lured out of that car by a stranger who subsequ- subsequently killed her. Yeah. But... Once again, I find it strange because I don't see how how that could happen. I, because there was nothing on any CCTV in the area that would even indicate that anyone else was was there with and that I car. I don't think she's going to meet somebody because I think there would be some sort of evidence of uh, messages or something to, to to arrange this meetup. There'd be phone evidence or something that she's arranging because. I mean, she's going to have to be talking to this person somehow. Mm-hmm. So whether it not be that night, even if she did arrange to meet somebody and say, look, I'll meet you on your break or whatever, it's going to have to, they're going to have to have talked. I mean, you don't, you don't have a relationship or start a relationship right. with somebody and have absolutely no communication whatsoever. Right. And let, you right. know, that doesn't, it doesn't work like that in, in real life. You know, people mm-hmm. do send each other sneaky little text messages when when you're infatuated with somebody and it's a new relationship you want to talk all the time so i can't believe for one minute that she's not communicating whatsoever unless it's physically face to face i I don't believe that i would be interested too in seeing if this is something that she had done previously as well right yeah is this is this a situation where because if the cctv caught her once at three o'clock in the morning parking yeah yeah. Is there any way to go back and look to see, like, okay, this is something that she's doing, which would point more to her meeting yeah. up with someone at that yeah. location? Yeah. Right. And that goes into the third thought, which I think is the most reasonable, is that she was murdered by someone that she knew. Okay. Yeah. Now, of course, statistically speaking, this is the most likely explanation. Explanation. Yeah. That she wasn't a some random target by, no. but was killed by someone she knew, and probably someone that she trusted. Right. I mean, it, like statistically, isn't it something stupid like ninety something percent mm-hmm. of homicides is someone you knew? Oh, I, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know, of course, off the top of my head, but yeah, I'm sure yeah. it's something like that. I, right? I think it is. It's something like that. It's it's really really high. The percentage is really high. Yeah. Now we've mentioned this before, but there has been no evidence ever found, which points to Susan possibly having an affair or or meeting with someone on the night of her murder. Because of this. You know, a lot of times suspicions would fall on the boyfriend or the husband of the victim, which is very understandable. And I think in this case, you know, yeah. with, with with actions that occurred after her death, yeah, it would seem as though maybe the husband had something to do with it. Well, yeah, that's the first port of call usually, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, but once again, I think the problem with this is we don't have any evidence that Ben left the house. Or return no, at all, yeah. right? But then it's dark. I mean, it I had dark. a look. I had a look, and in 2017, 82 percent of homicide was carried out by intimate partner, and 64 was family related homicide. So, so what if that just goes to show? See, I'm thinking about this. What if something happened to Susan 
before her car even left the house. We talked about yes. earlier about was there anything, yes. any screaming, any fighting? Just because there was no screaming and fighting doesn't mean something didn't happen in the house. That's right. But I mean, it'd be very unlikely that, I mean, unless he was waiting in there for her to come in, this whacked her on the back of the head or something. It'd be very unlikely that that just happens like that. Unless she came in and he was in waiting for her. I mean, they aren't, oh, well, possibly are they just sitting there having a civil conversation? He just got up and whacked her. I don't know. It's possible. It is, I suppose, if he's planning it. Get yeah, her drunk so, we, so okay. she's a little we, bit. We know that Susan was was alive until 7 a.m., okay? But it doesn't mean to say she was conscious. She was alive. Exactly. But it doesn't yes. mean to say she was actually conscious. So her heart was yes. beating, but she could have been unconscious in the back of that car. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so then, okay, so then what is, what's going on for four you know, four and a half hours. Okay, let's just say... You have a guy that's trying to figure out what the hell to do. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. So let's say this is like a just a theory. Uh, so he something happens in the house. He panics. He gets her in the car. He drives her to his girlfriend's because he doesn't know what to do. They sort of have to hatch a plan together. And then they dump her in the river and make it... Because she's unconscious. Because if they've hit her more than once, if she's coming to and they hit her again to knock her out again and dump her in the river, she would drown because she's already unconscious. So yeah. do they do that, whack her in the river and then park her car up the top. He then goes home and makes it seem like it's makes it seem like it's a, um, a you know, like a suicide or an accident. And that's why he's mentioned the fact mm -hmm. that she took that sleeping drug so that there might be some sort of side effect. Could it be that? I could. I, I am more going along the lines of that car being parked there. To make it look like suicide. Yeah. Because the only thing that makes me think that is because you said he, the first, his first story was that he came in and went straight to bed. His second mm -hmm. story, when he's had a little bit more time to think about it, is that she's taken something, which mm -hmm. could then explain why she was sleeping a bit out of sorts. And I wonder if he's had a little bit more time to think of something that's a little bit more plausible. And that's mm -hmm. why he's come up with the, we took this together and we were going to go to sleep. We would, she was drinking because he's mentioned yeah. she was drinking. Mm -hmm. So it sounds to me like he had the first story in a bit of a rush. And then the second story, he's had a little bit of time to think about it. I mean, you can't, you can't deny the fact that the day your wife is found dead, that you're not expecting, you can't deny the fact that going to a concert is odd. It's very odd. It doesn't make you a murderer, but it, it's strange behavior. It, and the it fact makes that you're you going... having, it makes you have, you know, maybe questionable behavior. Well, yeah. Just yeah, behavior. Yeah. So just it's questionable that somebody who would be in shock at the death of somebody so close to them would then just go off to enjoy themselves at a concert. Mm -hmm. And it's also very questionable the fact that she's also at that concert. It's very strange that she was at the 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 play or the the movie that the he went movie. to see, yep. and then she's at this concert as well. So she's turning up in his sort of vicinity quite a lot. So that's it is very strange. I mean, I wonder that if Steph, um, if sorry, if she had found out about him and Stephanie, mm -hmm. I think she would have confided in a friend, at I least so or her sister. So there yes. would be somebody she would have confided in. If you've got an inkling that your partner is cheating on you. I think there's going to be somebody that you'd talk to about it. I don't think you would keep completely you, you there would be suspicions. You would talk to you I think mean, for women, I can only talk for like the way I would behave. I would have to confide in somebody to say, "Look, am I going mad? Is yeah. this suspicious to you mm -hmm. or am I just overreacting?" And with knowing how close she was to her family, I think exactly she would. Exactly to her I think she would too. Having just so she just spent like two and a half weeks on holiday of her family. Yes, was he on holiday with them? I don't know. Okay, um, I don't, don't know, know if he was or not. So there's, uh, I wasn't able to find anything that would would indicate if he was there with them or not. So I wonder if they were having like a few problems. But then I'm sure the family would have come forward to say they were they were having some, a few yeah. problems, yeah. and so she just needed to get away. That's why we were on vacation together. Mm -hmm. You know, because I mean, you go on a family vacation without your husband. If he's working or whatever, okay, it's understandable. But if it's not and that you're getting away because you need some time, the family would use a sister would I, I guarantee a sister, she would have yes. spoken to the sister about it. Yeah, I think so too. So I'm not sure that she was suspicious of what was going on with him. So maybe she was completely in the dark. 
But I find it strange that she would just go out at that time in the morning and park her her car there for for no reason. There's nothing around there. There's no shops. There's nothing no. close that would be a reason no she reason, would park there. There's no reason to park there. So I'm not sure she parked the van there at all. I think by the looks of things, and I mean to be honest, we're going with information we don't really know from the from the um, autopsy report. We don't really know what her injuries were. But from yeah. what we know, like this, I would be inclined to look down the the road that she was unconscious but still alive for most of that mm-hmm. four hours while yeah. whoever it was planned out where she would go it's, it's or what very, they could do. It, it's so strange. This is such well, it's a definitely murder. Case. It's definitely, yeah. it's, it's a very suspicious death. This is a definitely, you know, it looks like definitely a murder. So something's not right. What's strange to me is typically when, when murders like this occur, let's say that it was a d- domestic dispute gone bad, yeah. right? Yeah. Usually it's not so well planned out. This seems to be a very well planned out action, right? To be able to park a car in a location, to not be seen, to not be captured on any sort of security camera. Yeah, And exactly. to basically be completely just have nothing. That's weird. Very, very, very weird. I don't think it's a like from what we from the information you've just given me and looking at the maps. I don't think it's a suicide. I don't think no. that. I don't think she's gone and there's just nothing. People talk. People don't usually say nothing to anybody. There's usually one person that that person would confide in about their life. Mm-hmm. There's usually it wouldn't be, and I'm damn sure if that was a sister. She would be telling the police she thought he was having an affair or something was going on. They were fighting or, you know, so yeah, that's really strange, really strange. I don't know. I mean, I can't sit here and say 100% Ben did it or Ben was involved. No, of course not. But 100% Ben is suspicious. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 100% like, he's suspicious. He would be on the top of my suspect it doesn't, list. Because... It doesn't add up. And it's easy to say he's a he's on top of my suspect list because there's there's no other suspects. No, that's right. I mean, yeah, Only you could say because, some. Yeah, it doesn't. It just doesn't add up what he's saying. No, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> it's frustrating. Yeah, to say the least. It is frustrating, and it's yeah, it's. I'd like I'd like I'd like more information on this one. I'd like to hear mm-hmm. what the police have looked into. I'd like to see the the pattern of the shifts along that that um industrial area if there's any that night is, shift workers there. That is actually a really really good point. I didn't even think about. Yeah, I'd like to see what their shift I'd like to see whether she has parked there before. I don't yes. think so. Um I would like to see if he has been there before because it's got to be a road that he knows or she knows mm-hmm. or, you know, whoever it, this person is knows. I and mean, I'd like to at... see around her, the Stephanie's area. I'd like to see the CCTV going on to see if there's any ring doorbells or anything like that around that area and see what the traffic was like by Stephanie's house at that time too. See, I'm like looking at where, where this is, where she was parking. Yeah. And, and I don't know... It doesn't. There doesn't seem to be any real reason why she would be up there. No. It doesn't seem like it's really all just Dupont buildings, right? That's right. Yeah. And there's like nothing else. And even if you take that, that's this road that kind of turns into what it turn into. It turns into Powder Mill Road. Like even going there, there's like there's nothing. No, there's nothing up there. No reason. Yeah, I don't know. I do not know. And is this case now a closed case or is this, uh, are they still, still an active case? still active case. Okay. Um, I don't, I think it, you can call it a a cold case because I don't think there's, there's not any additional information coming in or, but it's still, it's still active investigation. So still an active investigation. Interesting. I would be. I would be really interested to talk to the police or the mm-hmm. detectives working on this case, 
There'd oh, be yeah. a few few questions that I'd like to, you know, like because when we did do the Breckenridge case with Charlie, um, mm. there was a few things that we asked him that he said, I didn't even think of that, you know? Yeah. And so we said to him, like, well, what about this? And he was like, I didn't even think of that. And that definitely wasn't looked into. And I was like, yeah. why? And he's like, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. And he, you know, so it would be very interesting to speak to the detectives on the case and just say to them, look, was that was the shift patterns checked at that place? Because something's telling me that whoever it was that parked the car there knows about the patterns at that place. I'd be interested to see where Stephanie worked. Another thing, yeah. I'd be interested to see where she worked. Um, and yeah, just stuff. Just if there's just a, quite a lot of questions for this. That I mean, they might not tell you obviously because it's still an active case. There's obviously something on that on that autopsy report that we're not being told that's significant in this case because yeah. obviously only the killer would know that. So I understand that, but I've just got so many questions. I know, I do too. Oh bless her! I do too. What a horrible thing to happen. So that is our case for this week. Um, Thank you. Do you have any thoughts or if you yeah. have any sort of information? You can definitely let us know. Let us or know. Yeah. Let. Uh, I believe you can also call Delaware Crime Stoppers. I think their number is 1-800-847-3333. Or you can go to DelawareCrimeStoppers.com. I, uh, I do know that there's a $50,000 reward for in any information leading to an arrest. Sure, I'd feel really funny about taking a reward for a for something like that. I, yeah. th I think I would feel really guilty. I wouldn't want a reward for helping for helping, like solve a case like that I, I wouldn't want that you know when a family puts up an award I, I wouldn't want to take that reward from them because they've suffered enough and if yeah. they really wanted to give it to you I'd just give it to charity I, I don't oh yeah think I, could no, take, I don't think in conscious I don't think I could take that like that I always think it's a good incentive because obviously it kind of appeals to those people that are a bit more scrupulous I think to mm -hmm. you know to to come forward here's a reason for you to give us the information you've got but but it's also yeah. a reason for people that have you know, false information yeah. report as well. Yeah. Which can muddy things up very quickly. Yeah. Strange. That's a really sad case. That's really it sad. Is. It yeah. is. Well, I hope they get that solved and hope we'll keep an eye on that one and hopefully we can I'd be I think we should I think we should email the police uh, yep. on that case and see if there's if we could talk to someone about it. Because that's I would be really interested to find out just a little bit more. So how about I change the change the um the mood of the show and give you a dumb criminal to end this week? Yes, please. I would like that. Here we go. Hey, Captain Stupid Poopy Pants, use a dummy. Then this guy is a dummy. I did find <laughs> one that I was going to do, but it was quite depressing. So I thought I found this one because it did actually make me it did make me laugh. So a Scottish shoplifter, a guy called Aaron Morrison, was picked up after stealing a bottle of vodka from a liquor store. Okay. Now the police didn't have to do very much work to find him after he stole this bottle of liquor because his name and phone number were left with the clerk at the shop. What? Yeah, he left his name and phone number because he asked her out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> I know, what no. idiot. <laughs> no. So he, uh, he I, gives her his name and his phone number, asked her out a, on a date, and then I don't think this is the first time. This is not the first time this has happened on one no, of our case dumb criminals. It's not. Why do people do this? They do. You know, they leave their name and address in a bank when they're robbing it, or they ask for the money they've just stolen to be put into their account. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. So, oh, this made me laugh. It just made me laugh. Bless him. So, yeah, he um, he did get arrested. <laughs> oh, I like that. How stupid. Do, do we know? Did he get the date? I don't think so. Sadly. No? It didn't work. Oh. So. Wasn't her cup of tea. I don't think he was, no. <laughs> I wonder if she got the wine, though, or the liquor. I wonder if I give her that instead. <laughs> I just, that just really made me laugh. Why so. would you do that? I Are mean, you that? Do, I do mean... you think he just didn't think about it? You know, just it didn't think. He's asked her out on a date, got a bit cocky, and she's like, oh, okay, no, thank you, or whatever. And he's going, fine, I'll just take the liquor anyway. You know? Or what know. if she was like smart enough to say like like okay I don't want to date this guy but like yeah 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 sure what's your name name number Maybe. yeah let's go with that that she was the smart one she, she out was the clever one yeah the dumb yeah, criminal let's go with that one <laughs> amazing 
Oh, I thought that was great. So, yes, that is our Dumb Criminal for this week. If you've got any suggestions, we did have a few suggestions for Dumb Criminals. So if you've got any suggestions for Dumb Criminals, just give us a shout on our social medias and we'll we'll read them out because they are quite good fun. Um, there was something else I wanted to tell you. Oh, yes, we uh, we took part in another podcast uh, last week, which was really fun. So that's come out now. So this was Gavin Fish's My Favourite Podcast. So if you just go into like whatever store it is that you listen to your podcast on, and just have a listen for my favorite podcast. We were lucky enough to be not really interviewed, but it's like a chat. So you probably find a bit had, more yeah. about us outside of our podcast. And it was, we talked about so much stuff, didn't we? Death penalty. We talked about yeah. all sorts of different things. So it was a really nice, it was a really nice chat. I think it, it actually lasted about two and a half hours, but yeah. I think he's probably had to <laughs> edit quite a bit out of it. But if you fancy doing that, he has, um, he's talked to a lot of podcasters now. I think we were, we were the second podcast that he did. I think so. Um, yeah. So he's working his way through all your favorites. So just check him out. His name's Gavin. It's a really, he's got a great voice. He's got a really good YouTube channel, which is really interesting. So um, definitely check it out. It's called my favorite podcast. Wonderful. I think that's it for it. So thank you. Once again, Cherry. No worries. And we'll be back next week. So for now, be nice. And bye.